but I promise you will still. Whoa, that kind of sounded a little bit creepy. I didn't mean it for it to sound as creepy as I came out. I'm just saying, like, I think we're destined to be like boyfriend and girlfriend, and like we're gonna be married. Fuck it, let, let me just sing it. Hey. Welcome back to episode 148 of the Empty Opinions Podcast with your host, Yolari Polanco. And it's just me this episode. I kind of fucked up when I said my name just now, but I literally have no time to re-record this episode. It ain't going to be multiple takes for this episode. I'll tell you this right now. I'm recording this very, very late. I'm not even going to say how late because if you hear that, you know, you might just turn the fucking podcast off and be like, I don't want to listen to this man talk. He's very irresponsible when it comes to his podcast, but yeah, I'm recording this very late. 
I don't know how this episode is going to go. It might be fucking horrendous. And it wouldn't matter because I'll still have to post it. So whether the episode went good or bad, you be the judge. But just know that if it was bad, there was not much I could do. You know what I mean? I couldn't re-record it. But yeah, just me this week, you know. At this point, you should know that anytime I, it's just a solo episode, it's because I completely kind of forgot to find a guest. Or if I did, they never responded, so then time ran out, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I guess I just got to do it myself. Because that is a luxury of being able to do this show by myself, is the fact that I don't necessarily have to rely on guests, right? Like, if I have to at a certain point, I will, but, you know, typically I don't have to, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I have a couple of topics written down right here. I'm going to literally power through this episode because I'm not necessarily feeling the best in terms of doing the podcast. I don't know if I have enough energy. I don't know if my voice is going to sustain. I don't know if I have, you know, the fucking funnies today. <laughs> I don't know if I have the funnies necessary to carry on. But like I said, don't have much time. I'm just going to go for 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Who knows? But. Maybe like just 30, so that way, you know, might not be a lot, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I have a couple of topics down, topics written down. I'm going to be bringing back housekeeping for the first time since probably Cameo left. So I'm going to do that and then carry on into the last three topics. Although here's the thing with me, I take like 10 minutes to get through a single topic. So if that's the case... I'm probably only going to talk about the first three topics. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm only going to talk about the first three topics I wrote down here. Because even the last three are, like, unnecessary. Like, if I needed an hour show, I could probably do those three topics. But, you know what? On the moment, on the spot, you're seeing this reaction. On You know, uh, you're seeing my reaction to me realizing I have way too many topics written down. So, I'm just going to keep it to three. Do housekeeping and, you know... Take us out with some great music, but all right, let's just get started with the show and talk about the biggest news of the past two weeks and really of the past year. And it's just, you know, the Astroworld tragedy, which I don't even feel like recapping in, in case anybody doesn't know, because obviously you do know and maybe you just know the basics. But, you know, just I guess to give some sort of background so I don't just start talking about something I'm not informing the audience on. Maybe there is that one person that lives under a fucking rock and doesn't know anything about pop culture. But yeah, Travis Scott is a hip-hop artist um, that had this festival, and at his festival, eight people, I think nine now, the count went up one. Like nine people died because of negligence, because of, uh, you know, dehydration, trampling, heat, you know, passing out from the heat like a bunch of crazy shit that happens when you are too packed in into a place like fucking sardines and um yeah man it, it's, it's it was definitely a tragedy like i first found out i woke up i think on a saturday last saturday i woke up to that news and i'm like what the fuck that was just like the worst thing to wake up to like nine people dying and the thing that's crazy like the thing about me i actually found out about the travis scott you know, uh, uh, tragedy, like after f reading and seeing what people are saying and their fucking conspiracy theories, like I saw the conspiracy theories first and then what happened? Cause I'm reading so many people say it's like, you know, sacrifice and the, the, you know, all the crazy shit, like eight flames went up. So eight people died, just a bunch of crazy, like 
theories about what happened that day without even knowing what actually happened. And I'm like confused. I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Why are people talking about some demonic shit that's going on with Travis Scott? And then I found out and then that actually sank my stomach because and I don't know why, because typically I'm kind of like apathetic to a lot of shit, maybe not to deaths necessarily, but I don't know what makes me care in certain instances and what makes me not care. But there's definitely a lot of times that crazy, tragic things have happened on the news that I read and I'm like, eh, like I'm very apathetic towards, but for whatever reason, this struck me. And I think it is because when I first found out the news, it wasn't really clear why these people died. It just, basically, it kind of was just a confluence of like the fucking, you know, the demonic theories combined with the fact that nobody knew why these people had died up to that point like by the time i found out and then also combined with the fact that he just dropped new music it's just a weird and also the fact that it was in the morning i had just woken up and i woke up to read that you know i hadn't even drank coffee i don't think so it was just one of those things where i was like lost i was like what the fuck is going on and i guessed just hearing eight people died at a concert when like you never hear that maybe it was a context because, you know, in context, context is everything, right? It's like, you know, there, there, there could be like a, a, a terroristic event that takes, or like, let's say a school shooting and 10 people died at a school shooting. I don't think people would have given a fuck that much if that was what it was. Because again, context, because sadly, there's been so many school shootings that like you see one, you're like, oh, okay, I guess another one happened. You know what I mean? Like. When's the last time that a shooting was national news? Actually, I think I do know. I think the last time was when a... And I don't even know the details of it. That's how detached I am from tragedy. Like, typically, I like to separate myself from tragedy. Like, I have no no fucking desire to see, you know, like, the people that are, that are fucking dead on the ground at Astroworld, right? Like, I have no desire to see somebody getting shot in the head. And these videos just get passed around you know, social media, like, they're fucking nothing, like, it's, you know, like, it is what it is, like, oh, you know, you can go from, it's like that Bo Burnham Welcome to the Internet song, it's like, you can go from looking at a beautiful puppy to a video of somebody, like, getting shot on IG Live, like, you know what I mean, it's fucking crazy, so, you know, I didn't see the videos uh, of the Astro World shit that was happening, um, why did I even bring that up, I was trying to make the comparison that, like, the context is everything, so I don't know how I jumped from, you know, school shootings to seeing the videos. But all that is just to say that I think these deaths do not happen. Like, people don't die at concerts. So the fact that they died, these eight people died at a concert, is what makes you stand out. Um, but I think the big topic that everybody's been talking about for the whole fucking week, and I hate when certain topics become the topic, because, you know, I get tired of hearing people, like, giving their fucking take on one thing for a full week. That's what happened with Astroworld. And, you know, I'm kind of doing that right now, so I'm kind of being hypocritical. But, so I guess, you know, at the end of the day, it's just kind of, like, part of the, the what it is. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? You're just going to have to give your take on the biggest thing that's happening that week. I try to stray away from that. Like, I don't be talking about all the dumb shit that happens. Because certain shit I truly do not give a fuck about. Like... Or have nothing to say about, like, Kanye West on Drink Champs. 
Like, I haven't seen neither of the two episodes that he put out last week and this week. And I know there's a lot of crazy shit in there to talk about, but I simply did not see the interview. So I couldn't say anything about it, even though it is one of the hottest topics of the fucking week. Uh, same thing when Donda dropped. I didn't fucking do a review of Donda because I didn't really care to listen to it. And now Donda Deluxe is coming up. And I mean, if you think I'm going to listen to fucking Donda Deluxe when the reason I didn't listen to Donda was because it was too fucking long, then you're sadly mistaken. Unless Donda Deluxe is fucking explicit, I'm not listening I'm not listening to that shit. I don't know why I'm the only person that's made a, big, made a big deal of the fact that that album is censored. Because it's like, I understand it, right? I do understand that, you know, he's doing it because he doesn't want to be secular. Uh, and like, you know, he's paying tribute to his mom and he's like Christian now, but clearly he's not. Listen, if you make a fucking rap song over a drill beat, there's no point in censoring the words, the fucking, you know, the, the, the non-secular energy is still there. Ain't no Christians banging, you know, what is it off the grid, right? Regardless of if there's any, you know, curse words or not, it's just stupid, right? It's like, if you have the locks rapping in your album. Why the fuck does it matter if there's curse words or not? You know what I mean? At that point, it's not a secular album at all. Or a non-secular. I don't know what the fuck the word is. I get confused. I think secular means... Let me actually look it up. Okay, so it's secular is when there's no religion. Right. So just regular life. I don't know whether there's... Why is secular even a word? Like just a, a word to describe just life? <laughs> secular? But yeah. Kanye doesn't want to make secular music. He thinks he's making non-secular music when he clearly is. If you have the locks in your album, you're doing that. If you have the little baby, even if they don't curse, even if they're rapping about Jesus, if you have a little Dirk on the track, it's not secular. Or it is secular. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just stupid. And the fact that it is censored still to this day is fucking wild. So unless Donda Deluxe is, you know, explicit, I'm not listening to that shit. But all that Kanye rant was to say how appropriate that I made a rant about Kanye to take away from the point as a tangent. But all that to say is that I don't really talk about shit I don't care about or have any opinions on. But I do care about Astroworld. So that's why I want to talk about it because I do have thoughts on it. But it's going to be hard to like talk about this shit because... Everybody has said everything there is to say about this, you know, about about this tragedy. I think I lean on the side of like, I think, you know, obviously Travis Scott. I think here's how I put it. And I haven't seen anybody else put it this way. I think Travis Scott is responsible, but he's not his fault. You know what I mean? There's a difference. It's like, it's not his fault, but he is responsible for what happens because it is Astro World. It's his own festival. So whatever tragedy happens there, you're, you're, you know, you're, um, uh, uh, fallible for it. You're the one that has to deal with that fucking situation. Is it his fault? You know, I've seen people saying, obviously, that he's encouraging people to jump the gates and shit and, like, do this and do that. So maybe, I guess, in that way, he is. But it's not like that's, you know, not a aesthetic that a lot of artists do, right? It's part of, like, that punk rap like i'm a fucking rock star you know what i mean tear the fucking gate down let's mosh bro the only problem was there wasn't enough provisions for people to not die it just got too carried away and it was just kind of like a failed you know social event very much similar to like 
um, you know, the, uh, what is it? Some Island, a fire festival, right? Like similar, this is kind of similar to fire festival, except, you know, Astroworld is way worse because people died there and nobody really died at the fire festival, but it's a similar thing of like just poorly planned. And so when something is poorly planned like that, an event that big with a hundred and thousand people in there, everybody has a little bit of fault right? Everybody who was involved in making this come true, they're part of the reason why it's a problem. You know what I mean? So I think that's just my take on that. It's just, you know, Travis Scott is, you know, it's not his fault. It's not Travis Scott's fault, but he is responsible to it for it. And he has to deal with the, with the, you know, the, 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 the controversy and the consequences that come from it. Um, but two more things that I do want to talk about involving this Astro World shit. One is that I do see this thing I noticed from the jump. I think a lot of people are trying to cancel Travis Scott over this. And it's just so clear to me to see that people just didn't like Travis Scott in the fucking first place. People have not liked Travis Scott. I feel like ever since he became like really corporate, I feel like people have not liked Travis Scott ever since he got Kylie Jenner pregnant. I think that was the beginning of, of the end for him in terms of like his likability in the public eye. The only reason, the only reason Travis Scott hasn't been canceled up until this point is because he doesn't fucking do shit in the public, right? Like you don't know about his personal life. He's not like vlogging. He's not constantly tweeting. He's not offering his opinions. He's kind of a secretive artist for today's, you know, norms. So I think that's the only reason why Travis Scott hadn't been canceled. So this is like more than ammunition for people who didn't like at you know Travis Scott in the first place to hate him. And you know, obviously the thing with cancel culture is like people pulling up, you know, clips of him talking about the Trayvon Martin situation, which it's funny, the hip hop uh circle jerk subreddit, um, they've they have this like robot, this like autobot, whenever you post something about Travis Scott, that like it immediately posts Travis Scott's like uh, opinion on Trayvon Martin. So it's, it's so I've been, I've been known that he's had that stance about Trayvon Martin and known that he's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say the word, but you know, the word I can't, you know, I don't feel comfortable saying it, but you know what the fuck I mean? And also the fact, and also there's like a flair in that subreddit. It was like, Travis Scott is a Republican. So there's been always this underlying feel that Travis Scott is very, not anti-black, but not pro-black either. And so ever since that underlying like feeling, that vibe was there, I do people have been trying to cancel Travis Scott, and they're using this as their opportunity to do it. And I've been talking for a while, so I can, and I have other topics to get to, so I don't want to talk for too long. But one more thing I have to address. I said it at the beginning of this topic. It's just... The demonic theories about Travis Scott. And it's one of those tricky things where, like, you, it, it's, it, it, it's actually very tricky. It's like either you fully believe that or people are like mad at you for believing that. And I think, obviously, like anything, there's a fucking middle ground, right? Like, for me, and maybe this is, again, I think this kind of affected my perception of the situation. The first thing that the way I learned about this tragedy was through the lens of something demonic happening. I just saw the demonic theories first and then saw what happened. So in that way, I was just like, 
okay, I could definitely see the demonic thing, but I hadn't read like the actual details and hadn't really even formed an opinion. So that's why it's left an impression to me to this day, to now. But I do think it's important for people to point out, like for one, like I think it's just an opinion thing, right? Like people can have their own opinions. People can believe that Travis Scott sacrificed all these people, right? I think you can. I mean, some people could say that's disrespectful because they're real people, but first of all, they're dead. I don't want to be insensitive, but they are dead. So it's like you're not hurting their feelings. Maybe the families, but ultimately it's an opinion. It's not like they're saying for a fact, this is it. Right. So like, I think people can have those theories as long as they're not like outwardly disrespectful, as long as, and I haven't seen this, as long as they're not like the reason they were picked as sacrifices was because they were doing awful shit in their life. It's like when, um, when the religious people show up to like a, 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 a college campus and start shaming the students you know at that point it's their opinion but then it gets out of hand when they're like and you're a fucking slut and you're gay and you're a lesbian and you're fucking everybody and you have this crazy haircut and you have tattoos you're all going to hell every single one of you is going to hell like when they do that it crosses a line from an opinion to like harassing and attack you know so in that way hopefully those people that have that theory aren't doing that but I think, you know, it's just kind of like a belief, like all things. Like, what's wrong with people believing that there is a demonic thing going on with Travis Scott? And maybe the reason I'm sympathetic towards, it, you know, to, towards those theories is one, like I said, that was my first, that was my way of learning this tragedy. But also, um, I think if you think about it, it, it kind of aligns with one of my personal, you know, beliefs, philosophies. Is that there's a balance in life. And every day I notice like this kind of balance, right? Like when something really good happens, something kind of bad has to happen. I've seen it, you know, in my own personal life. Like the day that I bought my mom her brand new iPhone 13. Um, that same day they sold some shit from her car. Like that night. So it's like, damn, it's like this shit goes. And, they, and what's crazy is that the phone will cost this price. And the thing that her car needed, like the brand new piece, was the same price. And that kind of opened my eyes. I was just like, damn. There is kind of like a you gain, you win some, you lose some, right? Like this kind of balance in life. And um, so I noticed that myself. So then when I see people talking about Travis Scott selling his soul and like, you know, doing demonic sacrifices because... He is so corporate, right? Like the fact that in the past two years, he's one of the most corporate artists, like rap artists in the fucking world. And then eight, nine people die at his concert. I'm not necessarily saying those are sacrifices or demonic, but it's something to point out, right? It's like he couldn't be any more corporate. If there was such thing, listen, if the Illuminati was real, he that motherfucker was definitely in it. He had, he was the first person to get a McDonald's meal. Like the first artist, I believe. I don't think even any other human has ever had a McDonald's deal. And then he started that. And now a lot of artists are doing the McDonald's deal. But, and even fucking Popeyes is doing it with Megan Thee Stallion. So it's like, he kind of kickstarted that level of like brand with artists. For like integration. Um, so that's how corporate that motherfucker was. So then to see him reaching the highest heights, right? Like who knows how much fucking money in terms of like corporations, 
Corporations are gifting him so much fucking money, right? So in that way, he's the highest he could ever be here. And then he's planning Astroworld. And if you saw the lineup, it was a crazy-ass lineup. Earth, Wind, and Fire was there. Would have been there before they canceled it. He has a... He, he, amongst many other big artists. But then the lowest of the lows happens. And, you know, eight people, nine people die at a shit. And so it's like... I guess ultimately the way I want to end this is just saying that my personal philosophy is just, you know, life is a balance. Whenever the best shit happens to you, the worst shit is going to happen to you. And also it's like, yeah, exactly. And it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be like tit for tat. It could be like five awful things back to back to back to back to back. And then maybe five great things. And then one bad thing and then two good things and then three bad things and then five good things. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like it can, you know, tilt back and forth in all sorts of ways. But I do find it interesting that out of any artist, like he's he had in the past two years, he had the, the highest highs starting with um, Astroworld. Is that what the album is called? Yeah. Starting from Astroworld and then ending with the Astro World Fest having eight or nine people die. Nine people. I don't want to know why I keep saying eight or nine. Nine people died. But yeah, man, that's those are my thoughts on that whole Astro World Travis Scott situation. Um, you know, rest in peace to the uh the people that were involved in that. Alright, let's switch back to something less serious. You know what I mean? And let's talk about let's ask the age old question. Am I toxic? That's right. We're going to play this video game or not video game. We're going to play this game to figure out if I am actually toxic or not. I've been thinking about this for a while because I don't think I'm toxic. I think I'm a genuine, you know, person that actually hates toxicity. I do hate how like glamorized toxicity is on, you know, in the hip hop. Damn. I wanted to say black community. But I stopped myself because I thought that was going to sound racist. But then I said hip hop community, which just sounds a hundred times more racist. <laughs> so I just say the black community, the community that I'm in. You know what I mean? I don't fucking know any white people. Actually, that's not true, but I don't talk to them. You know, I'm not friends with any white people. So just the community. I'll just say the community. But, you know, the reason I'm like hesitant to speak on certain things is because I'm kind of like an outsider. I do feel like an outsider. You know what I mean? I didn't really grow up here. I grew up in the Dominican Republic, moved here when I was 11. So there feels like there still is kind of like a, a, a like a, a, a barrier. You know what I mean? And, and, and not that it's bad. It's just how it is. But I just feel like in society, let's use that word. Moving on from that awkward <laughs> racial tangent. Um, I just feel like in society, like toxicity gets praised a lot. So like. My for a long time, I've always, you know, claimed like, fuck toxic people. You know, that shit is not cute. People glamorize it because it's in rap songs. You know what I mean? But that shit ain't cute. Nobody should strive to be toxic. But I feel like the shit that I've gone through in the past, like, year, two years with women, it's like, am I toxic? And here's what actually made me ask that question before anything. I think what made me ask that question, I was just like, there's this girl, right, that I used to talk to like a year ago, more than a year ago, it was before the pandemic even started, right, that like, I think I 
did I? I think I I met on Tinder and then we talked on Instagram and then I think we actually met. But it's kind of wild. Like, and I, I guess yeah, I guess I don't realize I have actually met somebody that I've matched with on Tinder. But we met. It was a cool, you know. We talked. It was cool. Wait, was it actually Tinder? No, it wasn't Tinder. Let me. I'm confusing it with another. Uh, a tall black, tall black girl. <laughs> uh, oh fuck! This whole episode is gonna be me looking more, and more racist. Damn. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> moving on. Listen. So, so there's uh, there's this girl that I, it wasn't on Tinder. I don't know why I ever thought that. Um, but that I just kind of talked with on Instagram that I actually ended up, ended up meeting that. It never actually ended up going anywhere because she was still into her ex. Or, matter of fact, it wasn't that she was still into her ex. She was still kind of dating this guy. But it was long-term relation Or, uh, not long-term. Long-distance relationship. Uh, that was seemingly on the brink of ending because it was a long distance. It had turned into a long distance. It was a regular distance. And then it turned into long distance. And so, you know, they were figuring that out. And I was kind of, like, trying to talk to her. And she made it clear to me that, like, you know, I don't I don't want that. But she kept I thought she kept hinting towards me wanting to pursue her, which is always my problem. I always think I know what the fuck is going on and I really never don't. And um, I guess I kept going. And it wasn't until she kind of very blatantly said, yo, I very clearly told you I'm not interested in anything. I'm still dealing with homeboy over here. Why the fuck are you still trying to pursue me? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And that was it. That was more than two years ago. And this year, like two months ago, I was looking through all my old Instagram messages, um, which is always funny because it's just me endlessly shooting my shit at women that don't even read my message. I, I'm glad I chilled out on that. I don't do that anymore. I'm not out here just like responding to women's stories, but like not even like six months ago. Like, I would, that's all I would do. I would just go fucking ham on that. Like, any time, any beautiful woman I would see, just, whoop, swipe up. It was like an instinct. It took me a while to get rid of the habit. It became a fucking bad habit. Um, But I was going through, looking through old messages because I was bored. And I saw her. And I was like, oh, shit, I remember you because it had been two years. And then I was like, oh. You, and I saw her story. And... <laughs> I I see her story. I go take a bath, take a shower. I don't know why I keep saying take a bath. It's take a shower. I have a bath, but I take a shower in the bath. It's just how these fucking showers are built, I guess. But I go take a shower. I come back out. And she's already like, why the fuck are you watching my story? And I was like, damn, am I toxic? Like, I was just like, how f- fucking awful of a person or like how much did i fuck with this girl how much animosity was there and why was there so much animosity that just me watching her story got her to like text me for the first time in two years that she doesn't happen <laughs> like you know how many people just random people just be watching my stories i don't confront them like if one of my old exes saw that shit like i wouldn't care Anybody, I will, I will take notice. I will be like, oh, shit, she saw it. You know, if there's a girl I really like, if she sees my story, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, she saw it. But I think when, so, when it comes to stories and story viewers, 
that's where you stop. That's where you're like, you don't fucking send a message unless there's a lot of animosity and you fucking hate that person. And so that's why I'm maybe I'm like accidentally toxic is what I want to call it because I don't I don't mean to be toxic and I'm always kind of clueless, but apparently I do make these women very angry and that has to be toxic. And I think what makes it toxic is that it's accidental, right? Like the fact that I was completely shocked that she would like respond to me watching her story like that. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but me being clueless to that can also kind of like piss them off as well. They're like, what the fuck? What do you mean you're surprised? Like she's maybe even watching this. Like, how are you surprised her reacted that way? You were such a fuck boy and did this and that. And you know, I don't know if I would necessarily disagree, but I just don't know what I do. And I think that's what I kind of want to delve deeper into. Like what exactly do I do that could be seen as toxic? And I think maybe one thing is, you know, I'm, I can be manipulative and I don't see it that way because I have good intentions, but that's the problem with intentions. You don't know, right? Other people don't know. Like only I know what my intentions are. There's no way to translate your intentions to someone, you know, well, you could do with actions, but I'm just saying with words, you can't. So me just saying I have good intentions means, means absolute jack shit. But that's why I don't see it as manipulation because I feel like with a lot of people that do manipulate, they do it for a bad reason. There could be like doing certain things to get a certain girl to fall in love with him and then him just wanting to fuck and then just dip. That's toxic. That's bad, right? That's manipulative. But if like, you know, here's my thing. If, and I'm not necessarily saying I know, right? Because you never know anything. But if you do certain things that you know are going to work in your favor, but you're doing them for the good reason, is it still toxic? Is it still manipulative? Maybe so, but I just don't see it that way. Like if I want to, if I want to have a girlfriend, right. And I do things that I know make me either look better or make the situation better or just, I'm just using my words carefully right now. I'm using my words carefully, but just in general, like using my words carefully, gee, what the fuck am I even saying? Carefully in like, you know, being thoughtful about what I'm doing. And then it seems to kind of be working. Is it manipulative? But 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 your intention is like love and happiness and all that fucking, you know, spiritual mumbo jumbo bullshit. Like if that's and even me just saying that gonna sound like I am toxic. Maybe I am just toxic. Maybe there's no question about it. <laughs> I don't know, but I was just thinking about that because I was just like, you know, I guess that could be seen as manipulative. Me doing certain things that manipulate people. And I feel like I don't, and here's the other th reason I don't consider myself toxic is because I don't, I don't think any of my tactics ever even work. That's another thing. That's why I don't see myself as toxic is like, I'll be trying to do certain shit and I can never get my way. So it's like, maybe I'm just not toxic. You know, maybe I'm want to be toxic. I'm accidentally want I accidentally, I am accidentally a, a want to be toxic person. But it doesn't work and people see through that. And then that's why they get even more annoyed. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going a little deep here, but I think there is something to that. I mean, the fact that I'm still maybe blocked from this girl for like 10 months for just saying, see, okay, never mind. Because it is, I, I am toxic. Let's, let's, okay. I think we're answering this question right now. I am toxic, 
but in a weird way. Not like in your traditional future way. Like, I don't even know. Like, I have my own brand of toxic. Where, like, with, you know, with this girl. I almost said her name. I don't know why. I'm losing it, guys. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I almost just said her actual name. The girl I've been talking about for, like, 10 months. Um, but her, the girl that blocked me for 10 months. And I've said this story a lot, right? Like, she expressed to me that she was angry, that I'd be lucky to be her friend. And then the next day, I was just like, hey, do you want to go to New York? That's for sure toxic. But you need to understand my mindset. For one, I didn't know that was a fucked up thing to do. Like, I truly didn't think I didn't think it was going to get me blocked. So, in that way, I complete ignorance, right? But also, like, my intention was just, like, I want to make things better. Right? Like, my intention wasn't, like, fuck your feelings, but that's how I came across, and that's how, that's why she blocked me, and, you know, after 10 months, I can have just, like, to accept that I deserve to be blocked. I still don't feel like I deserve to be blocked for this long, but maybe that's just a toxic thing that a toxic person would say, but, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, even doing that, like, thinking back on that, I was like, yeah, that is kind of a toxic thing to do, for sure, no way, and even... The fact that recently, not re like two months ago, I sent her a song that I learned from her, that I associate with her, to her, you know, and we haven't talked in a while, and I thought I was still blocked, but I sent her, and apparently she read it. Um, that's toxic, too, right? So it's like, it's weird, you know, it's emotional shit, because I'm, I'm a very emotional person, you know what I mean? I, I, I go off of emotion a lot. You know what I mean? And that was actually going to be one of the topics I was going to talk about, like emotional intelligence. I'm like the opposite of that. I'm emotionally dumb. I'm an emotional dumbass because I act on my emotions too much. But maybe that's why I can seem like it's toxic, but really I'm being genuine when I'm acting off emotion, right? And like one more thing that can be seen as toxic, right, is me wanting to love bomb people at the beginning stages of a relationship or like say I love you or shit like that. Clearly, that sounds like some manipulative bullshit. Actually, you know, like the love bombing is a classic, like man emotionally manipulative tactic that people use. But again, it's all about good or bad intentions because, you know, people with bad intentions will use that to like get the women on their side, like to get them to be on their side right away and get that strong emotional bond. As for me... I'd be really feeling that shit. Like, I'd be wanting to say I love you right away. You know what I mean? I made a, I made a whole video on my Instagram, which you can check out, at Eladio Talks. We'll get into that more in housekeeping. But I made a video on my Instagram where I'm talking about, like, I feel like the words I love you hold way too much value. Like, I wish I could just tell women. Like, it, to, to me, it's kind of like a feeling that I feel like we all have. We're just, like, just unadulterated bliss. Is what I like to call it just now. I've never said that shit before in my life, but I'm saying it now. Unadulterated bliss. Like that feeling when you're talking to somebody and you're just like, you know, the possibility of this. It's so fucking beautiful. Like what if like the what if and the what if is a positive thing. That feeling be so strong for me. I'd just be wanting to say like, I love you right away because that's the only way I can get that feeling across. Right. But I do understand and I'm, you know, I'm a rational human being. So I do understand that saying I love you comes with a bunch of baggage and like connotations. But that could be seen as toxic, right? But I just truly mean it, right?
So, yeah, that's that. And I think I was going to say something else that kind of makes me toxic. This could probably be the biggest toxic trait of mine. But, like, I laugh when I make people mad. <laughs> Just admitting that makes me seem like a fucking psychopath. But it's true, and I don't know why. Listen, laughing is one of those... Pavlovian responses where it just kind of happens, right? Like you can't really control it. So, <laughs> so I feel, I don't know why the way I am, the way I deal with bad shit is just by laughing. The way I deal with ridiculously fucked up things is kind of by laughing. So like, I can't tell you how many instances has been when somebody tells me something either really fucked up or they're really mad at me. Like I make them mad accidentally and I cannot control my laugh. That is so fucking toxic, but it's involuntary, so you gotta excuse me for that. But yeah, man, it's like what it's happened. It's happened to me. Like one of the biggest fights I had with, I guess I'll call her my ex. It's always difficult to know like who has actually been my girlfriend in my past and who hasn't. But I'll say I'll call her my ex. Why not? Um, one of the biggest fights I had with my ex was because she was, I I like I brought up. Her boyfriend. <laughs> this makes me look so bad. This whole episode is just like, how bad can I make myself look? That's kind of what this is. Whatever, man. Uh, yeah, she had a boyfriend. She was fucking with me. And, uh, uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> and, and I was mad at her because she was like, oh, I had to go. She was mad at me, right? Because I decided to stop, like, paying for fucking Ubers, right? She was really mad at me. And so then we're just arguing. And I'm like, let me just buy you an Uber. And she's like, no, you said you weren't going to buy me Ubers anymore. So, I'm, so fuck you. I'm going to go get, I, I'm going to call my boyfriend to come pick me up, right? Like, obviously, to throw it in my face. And, or no, I don't think actually that's what it was. Actually, what I don't, I don't know what it was. She was just getting picked up. And I think I threw in her face the fact that she had a boyfriend. Because I was kind of like pissed, right? I was in a fight. I was just like basically trying to be like, yo, leave him or some shit like that. Or like being sarcastic. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I just threw the fact that she had a boyfriend to her face. And you can't do that to a woman that's cheating because they just get mad. It's like you cannot point that out to them. <laughs> if they <laughs> if they have a fucking boyfriend and and you're their side piece, you best never bring up the boyfriend. They're going to be so mad at you. They're going to make they're going to get mad at you like you did it. Like you made them cheat. But I I I made that mistake and I brought up I threw her boyfriend in her face and she just got really pissed. So pissed. You know, to the point where like she had never been that pissed in a while or like she typically keeps her cool. Like she never get loses her temper like that. But she did when I did that. And obviously, again, could call that me being toxic because I'm emotionally manipulative. But I didn't know that I was going to get her that mad. But then she got really mad and started kind of yelling at me, which she'd never done in like years, apparently. Because of her trauma, like it, she pushes all that feeling down. Um, and she... Uh, you know, she started yelling at me and was pissed and cursing me out. In, in, bruh, worst fucking timing. I just started kind of like cracking a smile. Like I, I wanted to laugh so bad because 
I don't know what it is about whenever I think it's more about like getting someone to react a certain way. There's some sick satisfaction I think I get from getting people to react a certain way. I don't know why. Again, it's Pavlovian. I don't know why the fuck I turn out this way. I don't like it. But it just is. And so I kind of like started kind of cracking a smile and kind of laughing. And uh, yeah, worst mistake I could have done. I mean, that damn near made her block me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had to talk to her on the phone like two hours after that for like three hours to make sure that she would like forgive me. <sighs> so she could keep cheating on her boyfriend. <laughs> Man. I think all this, all these, oh, to be honest, like speaking, you know, op just just speaking this out loud kind of just made me realize, hey, yeah, I'm toxic. But like I said, it's accidentally toxic. I don't be meaning to have be toxic. I don't have bad intentions. It's just most of the time I don't know what I'm doing. And turns out I'm doing the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> so um, I guess the answer to the age old question of is Eladio toxic is that yes he is that's right i am indeed toxic um <laughs> all right that's that's that and our last topic before we end this episode is something that's kind of sad to see man i don't like to see kind of this shit happen you know what i mean it it, it, it is kind of depressing but i think it's time to talk about chloe's thirst traps and if you know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Chloe Haley. Is it? Uh, Chloe Bailey. I don't fucking... It's Chloe and Haley, right? Like, I don't... Let me actually look up. What the fuck is it? I think it is Chloe Bailey, right? Chloe Bailey. Yeah. Chloe Bailey is kind of going out sad, man. I don't know why, but them thirst traps just is not working anymore. But if you don't know what's going on with Chloe Bailey, Chloe Bailey is one half of the Chloe X Haley like group that are basically Beyonce's proteges, right? Uh, they've been making music for a while. They've been really, they've been making great pop music, and they didn't really split up. But Chloe Bailey started her solo career, and because she is twenty three now, he said, "You know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go for the sex appeal." Because before, obviously, they were like teenagers, but Chloe Bailey turned twenty three and said. Fuck it. I'm going to go full sex appeal in this shit. Sex sells. That's what she said, basically, with her actions. And so much so that her first, like, sexy video or one of her firsts literally started a whole trending sound, a trend on TikTok. You know, the 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 silhouette challenge. Fucking Chloe Bailey with her for with her fucking thirst traps accidentally started a whole trend on TikTok, which was quickly, you know, destroyed by perverts on the internet. But it was fun while it lasted. But yeah, like her thirst traps were so like headline worthy that literally it became a trend on TikTok. And ever since then, she's been posting more and more. You know, thirst traps, you go to her fucking Instagram, it's just, you know, endless videos of her being as sexy as she could possibly be. And um, then she dropped that song. Uh, what is it? Work It? What's the Chloe Bailey song? I got y'all right now. Have Mercy. That's what it's called. Yeah, so Have Mercy came out, which just kind of capitalized on her new look, on her sex appeal. And I don't think this song flopped. 
I only heard it once. There was nothing in there that made me want to listen to it again. Um, but yeah, that song came out. And it definitely capitalized on everything. Basically, it's almost like every all the thirst traps that she put out up until that song were like a rollout. And bro, the rollouts are getting ridiculous now in music. Like the shit that people are doing to try to get people to listen to their shit is crazy. <laughs> it's just so much music that these artists have to resort to all sorts of wild shit. Like fucking Taylor Swift has to put out a 10 minute, 15 minute short film. To get people to listen to her new, you know, re-recorded versions. Not the old ones that you've grown in love and have in your library. No, fuck those. You gotta listen to these new songs I gotta put out. It's just crazy the rollouts that these artists have to do now. It's kind of wild. But Chloe Bailey basically did a rollout for her song by being sexy for like four months. And now that the song is out, I think people are starting to be like, Okay. <laughs> they're like you know what i think it's chloe bailey we love you you're beyonce's protege you're protected but it's like you gotta relax now and it's like and by the way i just want to say this i've been on record on this fucking podcast by saying that it, it just felt weird that chloe bailey all of a sudden started posting all these thirst straps obviously to be seen as sexier but it just kind of came out of nowhere and didn't feel right to me if I have time, I will include the clip on this podcast. If you did not just hear it, it's because I don't have time. <laughs> and most likely I won't have time because time is, you know, running out. This episode is going to be out in a couple hours. It should be. And I'm still here recording it. But yeah, man, it's like I remember even from like a couple months ago, I've been said like, this don't feel right. You know what? And now I feel like if people are starting to catch on and be like, yeah, this don't feel right. Like, even now, every single fucking thirst trap video that she posts on her socials, people are just like, yo, Chloe. And it's like with, it's not even in a judgy way. That's what's cool about it. That's how you know, that's how I know the internet still likes her. It's just getting too ridiculous for them. They're even being like, yo, Chloe, sis, we love you, but that video's cringy as fuck, girl. <laughs> you gotta get that shit off the internet. You gotta delete that shit. What the fuck are you doing? Because they're increasingly getting more and more, like, obviously thirst-trappy. Obviously forced. And that's the thing with Chloe Bailey that I felt from the jump, and that's why it felt weird to me. You know, women can do whatever they want with their bodies. I'm not saying, you know, you can do whatever. But it just feels... And she's beautiful, by the way. She has a body to flaunt. She's, like, a beautiful face, beautiful body. But she just never felt to me like that kind of person. To me, it's almost like she's trying to be seen as that person, but she's just not that person, right? It's similar to, you know, very appropriate analogy for this that I think everybody will understand is my tweets, me and my tweets on Twitter, at Eladio Talks on Twitter, housekeeping coming up next right after this, so stay tuned. Um, I've talked about this with Cameo, the former co-host. Where, like, there's certain things I wish I could tweet and certain things I have tweeted in the past that I think are great on their own, on their own, but they don't get no sort of, you know, reception because people look from the outside looking in. People are just like, this is not you, man. A lot of you, this is not you. You tweeting about fucking a girl like a dog, you know, and you liking her rough. 
that's just not you, my dude. <laughs> that's just not who you are. So that you know, I, you know, bro, it's like maybe that tweet in itself was clever, but it's just not you, bro. It recently happened to me. Um, I, I recently tweeted. I was just like, she wants her cake and eat it too. Like the expression, you know, eat your cake and eat it too. And I, and then after that period, and then the next sentence was, she, I want her cake and eat it too. Which, if you don't get it, cake is, you know, a fucking word for ass. So, like, I want her ass and eat it too. She wants her cake. You know, I thought it was clever. But I just keep forgetting that <laughs> those type of tweets, even if I think of them, it's just not me. Ultimately, we all have a brand. And that's just not my brand. As evidenced by when you look at the response to that tweet, the one response is from my friend Sahir, just saying worst tweet. <laughs> worst tweet of all. <laughs> he said worst tweet of 2021. And every time I read it, every time I think about it, I die laughing because it reminds me like, yeah, bro, you should not be tweeting this. <laughs> This is something that, like, you know, the messenger heavily impacts how people see the message, right? Like, there's so many people that could tweet out that same exact thing, and people will be like, yo, this is hilarious. That's so funny, bro. If a comedian tweeted that, right, or, like, anybody, I don't know, if fucking Drewski, if Justin LaBoy tweeted that, I feel like people will be like, ah, like a hundred million laughing emojis. I tweet it, worst tweet. Of 2021. <laughs> so that just goes to show you, man, that like, you know, sometimes you may want to do something and you may want to be seen a certain way, but it's just people are not going to see you that way at all. It just won't happen, bro. It's just it's just not going to happen. So that's my advice to Chloe Bailey. If she's watching this, which why wouldn't she be watching this? Hi, Chloe. You know, I feel like it's totally in your right to be one as a sexy, independent, you know, woman who has sex drive and is seen as sexual. Trust me, I've gone through the same thing. People don't see me as sexual at all. There's absolutely zero sexual, you know, eyes that people give me, for example. And I've been trying to change that shit. But unfortunately, it's the same thing I'm going to tell you to tell you. It's the same thing that I've been telling myself and that I've had to realize, you know, people are just not going to see you that way. And that's fine, man. Just be yourself. And you doing what you're doing is being yourself. But it's just you want forcing a certain, you know, side of yourself to be acknowledged by people. And unfortunately, you know, with people, with society, with the Internet, you can't force them to see you in a certain light. They're going to see if they see you as sexual, they're going to see you as sexual, even if you don't want it. But if they don't see you as sexual, they will not, even if that's what you want. But yeah, that's uh, those are my final words for the entire podcast. And now before we finally end this episode, let's do a little housekeeping, a throwback to um, when Cameo was a co-host. You know what I mean? Let me bring it down. Um, yeah, throwback to when Cameo was the, was the co-host. We'll just do housekeeping in the middle of it to break it up. I was going to do this and then continue for three more topics, but I've already been recording for like about an hour so. Like 40 minutes, actually, probably realistically. Um, but yeah, I'll just do some housekeeping. The reason I also want to kind of do housekeeping is because I want to acknowledge 
that there's been a lot of people discovering the channel recently because I just posted my first full album reaction that I think deserves a round of applause. The first one I've ever done. I've only done tracks up until this point. So I'm kind of, I was actually nervous when I sat down to record that full album reaction because it was new. It was something I'd never done before. And I'm so happy with the way it came out. It came out fucking incredible. And I think it's thanks to the fact that I have been doing reactions for such a while and I have my style. It's just now longer, right? It's like more songs instead of one. But yeah, man, I did a reaction to Aries. He's the, the singer Aries, the pop star Aries latest album believe in me who believes in you uh and from that and what's crazy it was already getting views but it's fucking crazy aries himself like uh tweeted both tweeted and posted to his story and now it, it, it's something that i still have yet to process to be honest with you it's something that just kind of happened and i'm like oh that's fucking wild that's awesome but with shit like that when shit is kind of really big i don't even really think about it so you know, I know it's a very big deal. I really appreciate it. I hit, you know, I just, I just really appreciate it that he did that shit. That's such a big look for me, right? Like he has 50,000 followers on Twitter and 150,000 followers on Instagram. That's a total of 200,000 people exposed to my video. So that's just something incredible that, you know, I just have to point out. Obviously that video is getting views. It will probably end up being my most viewed if the traction continues the way it is uh yeah i don't see how it doesn't especially considering that boost that aries himself gave me so that'll be cool that my first album reaction may possibly be my most viewed um and it may lead me to make more album reactions the only problem is that those shits take so fucking long man that shit takes a long time to edit really you know what i mean like it took me like four hours it took me as much i think as I don't know. It just took me as long as a podcast, which a podcast is what it usually takes me the most time. So, yeah, man. Um, I that that happened. So, yeah, the, the whole Aries situation. Just want to say thank you to Aries, to Aries himself and to his fan base for kind of embracing me, for liking me, for giving me kind of like a boost in these YouTube streets. You know, what I mean, it's hard to get started out here, but you guys are fucking awesome. And I really appreciate that. Um, so that's that. But then in general, you know, just a typical follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Eladio Talks, E-L-A-D-I-O Talks. Follow the brand at My Empty Opinions on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Instagram. I thought there was more than three. I don't know. I made it seem like there was like 10 more. No, just TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at My Empty Opinions. Uh, make sure you go to the website, EmptyOpinions.com to just as a hub for the reactions for the podcast for this so the, this the instagram page like there's a bunch of shit in there just a central hub besides youtube for you to find other shit and um do people even care about websites anymore i keep hearing that people do and i have one but i don't know if people give a fuck anymore i feel like your your website is just your social media this is your youtube right but yeah, I have a website, so fuck it. Whatever. Check it out. I have one. Please make the investment in a website worth it. I'd really appreciate it. And finally, you know, I haven't even really talked about this in anything, but um, 
support the brand man i've been I, you know i started a patreon a while ago and i shut it down after a week because nobody joined and that fucking seriously hurt my ego <laughs> um so i did that because i wanted some support especially after crossing a thousand subscribers um but yeah unfortunately nobody joined in a week and now kind of wait uh, now my goal is to wait until i have ten thousand a more sizable audience so that when i do launch there's at least you know 10 people that are willing to join so um but instead of that now i have you know links to paypal and venmo no venmo and cash app fuck paypal right like you have to be a fucking loser to use paypal venmo and cash app i have links for that in the description as long as everything that i've said on housekeeping links it in the description of this episode if you want to support the brand um you know keep it going is definitely you know going up from here it keeps going up i mean the fact that aries fucking tweeted out and posted on his story my reaction shows you that shit is good shit is at a great trajectory here at the empty opinions universe and if you would like to be part of it by you know supporting it and donating whatever you can i'd really appreciate it but yeah that's gonna be it for uh well let me, yeah fuck it let's clap again that's gonna be it for housekeeping that's gonna be it for this episode of the empty business podcast episode 148 uh which i already know is gonna be titled accidentally toxic which i think this is a very funny t- title um the way we're gonna end this episode is by playing a song off of actually no i was gonna i was wondering if i was gonna play a song off of either an evening with uh silk sonic or believe in me who believes in you which you know the latter would be very appropriate but fuck it i'm from philly let me play some philly shit for you fucking ignorant motherfuckers out there that don't know about the philly rap scene you know what i mean i'm playing something from kerr who was recently signed by meek mill which people are kind of coming at because he isn't really promoting him as much as he could um but he's still, but Kerr is dropping music under a new management, so it's very important for him to be shown, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, like uh, fucking, you know, what the fuck is a word? Support. Right, exactly. Especially as a fellow Philadelphia person. So yeah, I'm going to play his latest single that he just put out, Play It Cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching this episode, and um, I'll catch you guys next week for episode 149 hopefully with a guest and hopefully 150 is a special episode i'm i've been procrastinating with episode 150 because i have an idea of something i want to do but i haven't talked to the right people about doing it so i need to actually get working on that quickly because time is quickly approaching but yeah i want to do something special for episode 150 but for now expect a guest hopefully for episode 149. But until then, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. There you go. 79 DC. You niggas is old and got nothing to live for. I must have forgot I'm a pit bull. Yeah. If we catch him, we stretch him. Let's hit ball. Get your hands on some money and get marks up. All my homies that died, I'ma live for. Baccarat Hotel, I'm on the 10th floor. Uh, 10th floor, I just called and they bought a fruit. Stop bay with my bitch, about to order food. See when that happened to all, I was torn in two. 850, I cruise, but I floor it too. Right. Can't say that I ain't white for horror too. Clip my
my soul, I got money, my aura new She like, I really want them, I bought the shoe okay. Want a zoo, but I grabbed her some 42 Can't be fucked with like baby in 42 ah. On my balcony, rolling, enjoy the view It was one side, it ain't see my point of view okay. Out the window, they hanging, they coming through How the fuck I get famous was on the stoop Me. Niggas, I be with dangerous, they gon' shoot Why my bro started changing, don't got a clue Ain't no way you could tame it, I'm running loose Guarantee I'm a flame, it ain't nothing new All these bitches I hang with just want some loot what? Donnie got me, my shot is so much to prove Went to talk to some kids, they was at their school And I told them, think big and go make some moves And I gave them free game, told them, take these jewels Hard-headed, I'm known for breaking rules You get me in my zone, I shake the room Bro gave me his phone, it's apes to move This is shit I've been on, I made it cool It left me on my own, it made me blown I fucked 12 different bitches and that was June what? Nice amigo, I'm tripping, I'm out with coon I told YV to pull up, he be here soon Street sweeping, it's best if you keep a bro Most these youngers get stressed trying to be a goon Chase told me, Corey, you about to heat up soon On the wake up with Don, we on the zone Overlook, cause these niggas don't be in tune Got the rock and I took this shit to the moon Let my block and I'm coming to flood it soon I go in and I'm coming out with a boom yeah. Niggas putting that paper up, niggas food I just got me a shape of my waves on pool Thank God that my kick up and I got blues Can't say that I got here without a bruise I snipe niggas lineups and send them shoes Over the years I got wiser and played the fool All the shit niggas doing, I made it cool Play it cool, I mean it Play it cool, real tough Play it cool, A7-9 shit, run the rule, you know